Hello, this is River Anne. Welcome to another episode of HeartSense, a place for aligning, strengthening, and opening our hearts to a frequency of love that heals ourselves and our planet. Thank you for being here. The music you're listening to is an original song titled Society's Rules from my guest today, Jema Biagini, a talented young musician from Austin, Texas. I've been wanting to interview children and teenagers for some time. Jema is the first, and she has some interesting views, insights, and wisdom to share. So let's listen to her song, Society's Rules, and then welcome her to HeartSense. Because they'll break you down Though you thought they cared And they just go on Following their rules Don't even realize That they're the real fools Oh, society's rules Society's rules Society's rules Hi, Jema. Welcome to HeartSense. Happy to have you here today, sweetheart. I'm excited to be here. You're a student of one of my favorite jazz vocalists, Donna Menthol. Let me take just a moment to recognize Donna as well. She's originally from New York City and currently residing in Austin, Texas. Donna Menthol has a beautiful CD out called Worth the Wait, and it truly was. She's been considered one of Austin's jazz divas from the 90s, She's still performing and currently teaching as one of Austin's premier vocal instructors. 
Donna attracts incredibly gifted children, young people, and adults as a vocal coach. You can find her online at DonnaMenthal.com. So, Jama, let's start by having you tell us a little about yourself. I'm 15 years old, and I've been a student of Donna's since I was in fourth grade. Wow. I love her. My music, well, I have one song out currently called Society's Rules. It's on all streaming platforms. And I released it last year with with the help of Donna. It just happened to be super cool that she has these connections. And I never thought it was possible to be able to actually like release something of my own. 13-year-old me would be completely shocked. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. So tell me about your song, Society Rules. I wrote it in 2020. And the song is really about other people, especially my friends, because a lot of them didn't have the best support system or a healthy foundation for a family. And I just kind of noticed that every time they would try and tell their family, like, this is who I am, this is who I want to be, it would they would just get shut down and they weren't allowed to be themselves in their own household. And I just thought, it's like, why? Your parents, you're supposed to nurture your child and allow them to be who they want to be. And I just, why do parents think this way? Is it them? Is it their original thoughts? Or is it a higher concept? And I was just like, hmm, society. Society has rules. Society and their rules. And I just, okay, I came up with society's rules. That that was a kind of a perfect name for it because I felt society has a bunch of these unspoken rules that are not really talked about. And, you know, some of them are important, like just basic human decency, you know, like just be kind to others. You know, those are some good rules, but then also some of them are just unnecessary. And if someone's happy doing what they do and they're not hurting anybody, I I don't see what the problem is. I love your thoughts. Who are you, you. Dama? Tell me about who you are. (sighs) That's a broad question. I don't know how to answer that, actually. Well, who do you see yourself as at this time in your life? I definitely see myself as a person who is still learning a lot and still growing a lot. I am a creative. Whenever my brain gets the inspiration, I, I can turn anything into anything I want. I write songs a lot. I write songs about pretty much anything. I value experiences. A positive or negative experience, I I like to just have it anyway. So that way I know what it's like. The more experiences I do get to have, the more I can relate to others. Like relating and being there for my friends is a big part of who I am. It's It especially like enhances that if you have been where they are, or like you know exactly what they're going through. So you're sensitive, yes? Yes. Maybe even an impact, meaning you pick up on feelings and energy from other people. Yes, yes. So how do you see the world right now? One of the reasons I wanted to have some young people on the show is because I think your vision and what's affecting you and your voice is very important and we need to hear it. Mm -hmm. So tell me a little bit about how you see the world and what your vision for the world is. Well, it's kind of funky. (laughs) I'd say right now, I mean, like a lot of the most of my thinking 
at the time does does sort of tend to lead towards the negative side. I feel like that's, you know, it's also part of like being a teenager. Everything's so scary. I do like fear the world and like fear Lannan at the rate that like it's kind of declining. I mean, with you know, global warming and climate change, I'm like, am I going to have to move to Mars by the time I'm 40? And I look at the older people in my life. My dad, he's been around for quite a bit. I feel like he's going to be gone before I feel like things are going to get really bad. Or maybe it's just me overthinking and it'll be okay. But a lot of those like, movies I've seen where the earth just turned into like all technology and people are fighting for oxygen. What if that happens? It kind of scares me. But I do know that a good amount of the earth, it's still here and it's it's still beautiful. I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of things to be frightened about. There's a lot of chaos. There's a lot of anger, ignorance, and people not paying attention to what's going on. I totally understand how you could be frightened. I think adults are frightened. If you had three things you wanted to tell adults that you think we need to pay attention to, or we need to take care of, or we need to change today, what would those be? I would probably tell adults that respect is a very important thing because I've met a lot of adults that are, they think just because they're, they were born at an earlier time that they automatically deserve all of my devotion and respect. I just believe that's not necessarily the case. If I'm meeting someone who's a lot older than me, I'm not going to automatically treat them with disrespect, of course, but I believe that respect is something that is earned. And as long as you're polite, respectful to me, I'm going to be the same to you. Okay. Another thing I'd probably say is definitely watch what you say to younger children, because a lot of the things that adults say, it really sticks with a kid and it can really scare them, like telling them to grow up too soon or just really knowing how to ease them into the world because it can be a beautiful place, but it can also be a very scary place. And then, you know, all of a sudden you're 18 you have to move out and you're like, okay. Third thing. This is your platform, your opportunity. <laughs> I'd say age doesn't have to be that big of a difference. For example, me and Donna, she's much, much older than me yet. We still have like many great conversations and I think of her as a friend. I feel like even though there is such a big age difference, it doesn't have to determine your relationship with somebody. I mean, younger people can still be friends with older people. And I feel like there's a kind of stigma around like, oh, well, that person's a child. I can't possibly have a friendship with them. Even with my parents, our relationship, we're really close. And sometimes it's kind of like, we're friends, but then they're my parents at the same time too. So there's a, an exchange of wisdom that can be shared and go back and forth with this age thing that you sometimes feel gets blocked by preconceived ideas. Exactly, yes. And respect needs to be honored both ways. Adults mm-hmm. need to respect their children as much as they're asking for that respect. So you perhaps feel that they're suggesting they're entitled to it? Yes, yeah, so I def- definitely feel like some adults do believe that they are entitled to respect. What other things do they feel they're entitled to, Jema? 
I feel like it kind of does all stem from like respect because they think they're entitled to getting what they want because they're older, like entitled to having it their way. I work in the retail food industry. And so I've definitely experienced some customers that think they're so entitled to having their way right now. Gotcha. What kind of things are adults not taking care of that you may worry is going to not only change the planet, but change the way we react to one another and if we are able to connect and make things better? I don't think enough people are worrying about climate change and global warming and about the sustainability of our planet because a lot of people have this idea that, oh, I'm just one person. Like, how can I possibly do anything to help? And I've definitely had that view myself, but it can really just start with like really small things, especially if you don't recycle, just changing like everyday products you use to stuff that is more sustainable, that stuff that you can recycle, stuff that's just not going to be like unnecessary plastic. What about how adults are fighting? What do you see there as a conflict that's breaking up our country and the world? I kind of see it as like almost immature because when you bicker and fight with, with someone about, no, I'm right, no, I'm right, this, this, this. It's like, well, that's kind of what you do when you're in elementary school. Like You're <laughs> fighting over who gets the swing set. Now we're seeing that in like the government, which is like, that has a lot more power than kids fighting over a swing set. I kind of wonder how hard it is for some of these people to just realize, well, even though I might think differently than this other person who I'm arguing with, like at the end of the day, we're all human beings and we all live on this same planet and we're going to need to do something about it if we want to continue living on this planet. I feel like it wouldn't be the end of the world if everyone who had differences just kind of put them aside for a second, really just decided on something that would be beneficial for our species. Beautiful. You've had the opportunity to travel to many different places in the world. Do you have anything you want to say about the things you've seen? Recently, I was in California for Christmas break. Our last stop, we were in San Francisco. Once we got into the big city, it reminded me of New York. There's no trees. It's just concrete jungle. But there were so many homeless people. We have a lot in Austin as well because, you know, it, it's a city. But there were so many. And yeah, I mean, like, it's a, it's a thing that I see pretty much everywhere I go. Why do you think these people are on the street? Is it just money or do you feel intuitively that there's something else going on? There's definitely something else going on. They weren't born homeless. It took something for them to get to that point in their life. Like COVID, a lot of people lost their jobs and that was not their fault. And some of them, like they couldn't afford to pay their rent or like to live in a house anymore. So they were forced to be homeless. It can be mental health issues as well. There's so many different possibilities and so many factors it doesn't take much to be kind to them or give them a simple bottle of water. I know like one person can't help every single homeless person. Do you think there's so much judgment? It's closing people's hearts to the problem? I do, yeah. 
it's kind of like a battle in our society. I mean, you have the people who are for everything and they don't care who you are. They just be yourself and then differ from that. Then you're weird. Or you're, you should be accepted into society. How would you like to see our world? What would you change? If you were president of the United States or a wizard who could just wave her magic wand, how would you change the world? What would it look like if it was in your hands? A lot of power. I'd probably ask for help. (laughs) I'd probably ask other people how they would feel, how they would also like to see the world. Because I have had this thought to start. I'd probably change the school system, especially like high schoolers are treated. I'd like to see it honestly more like elementary school. Because in elementary school, we'd get breaks and we would get to go play outside on a playground. In high school, you're just locked in a box for eight hours a day and carrying heavy backpacks to your next class. Your humanity gets slowly taken down as you go up the school system and It's still very important for humans to be in nature and be outside. I'd probably start with changing something like that. Are you worried about gun violence when you're in school? It's not a thing that's actively on my mind because I live in a pretty safe area. But every time I see something on the news or my mom tells me, oh, there was another shooting again. At this point, it's like, it's not even surprising. It's just so disappointing to see. And I think a lot more gun control. You need a license to operate that kind of thing. For example, a place like Canada, in order to buy a gun, they do background checks. I think you have to actually obtain some kind of license to own a gun. But here in America, it's just like, oh, yeah, here you go. No problem. Here's a gun. And then some kid can just steal that out of your closet. And then now, like, children and teachers are dead. It's it's really a problem. So, Jema, did the recent Uvalde Elementary School shooting, where we lost so many lives by a young 18-year-old who walked into that school with an assault weapon, and the police remained paralyzed for over an hour, create more concern for your safety? Again, it was just like, you're not surprised to see it because it's just, it's happened so many times, but you're just like, how come this keeps happening? How come we're not doing anything to stop it? And it's always the community that does the most. It's like afterwards, it's always the community that's helping the victim's family members. I know like some murals were painted of children. I think it was around the school or just around the area. And I'm wondering how come no one has done anything to try and stop these shootings? Like how come the police, law enforcement... You'd think after it happening so many times in this country that they'd be better at preventing it. And yet it's something that happens pretty much every couple of months. Heartbreaking and horrifying. I agree. Is there anything else you would change if you had the power to do so? I'd say in in order to make the world a more comfortable place for everyone, I'd take away the ability to be so judgmental. Because I feel like that's what separates us a lot is people judging others. And if my magic wand could do that and make people more open-minded to others and just allow their mind to put away their own opinions for a second and just acknowledge that there's another human being there 
because it's just like there's tiny little arguments everywhere. It is exhausting. Got it. Jema, who do you admire? Who's one of your heroes or heroines? I'd definitely say my dad. Great. Any others? Mm-hmm. I admire my brother. I also admire my mom. Some of my favorite musical artists. Like? One of my favorite artists, his name is Conan Gray. He's from Austin. And he, like me, likes writing songs. Like music was one of his main passions. And he uploaded videos on YouTube and uploaded covers and stuff. And just through that, he was able to make it in the music industry. He's doing what he loves. And he really inspires me to keep going with my music. Because I know he wasn't born from like a really rich family who already had music connections. He was able to achieve that life for himself. This has been a powerful discussion. I feel like Jema has unearthed some real concerns. Thank you for being with us and check in with your young ones. See how they're feeling, what they're afraid of, what visions they have for our world. Let's assist them in making this a better world, a healthy world for all of us to live in. I'll see you soon. This concludes part one of my interview with Jema Biagini, a 15-year-old musician from Austin, Texas, already composing and recording her own music with a message. Her song, Society Rules, can be found on Spotify. I can remember feeling like she does. Can you? As a music professional, I loved it and look forward to seeing how she grows and matures, both as a young woman and especially as an artist. The next episode with her is as heartwarming and powerful as this one. So make sure to tune in for the second part of this interview with her. I'm sure it will be as enlightening for you as it has been for me. I'm planning to do more interviews with young people and children on HeartSense. They have a lot to say to us, and I'm fully committed to help them find a way to share their voices and wisdom. So today, I'm extending an invitation to all my listeners. If you have a child with a special message he or she wants to share, email me and we'll have a conversation. I can't think of anything more important than hearing from our children especially after listening to Jema share how frightening our rapidly changing world can be for them. Sponsor funding for today was provided by Native Jewelry of Sedona and the Goldenstein Gallery of Sedona, Arizona. With two locations in Uptown, Native Jewelry of Sedona features the largest and most exclusive selection of gold and silver Native American jewelry in Arizona. So if you gravitate to the fine art of Native Americans, this is your place. Visit their website, nativejewelrygallery.com. The Goldenstein Gallery celebrates its 21st year, exhibiting throughout the five-star luxury resort of La Berge de Sedona. This is truly a unique way to experience fine art. They're showcasing over 50 artists 
in rotating exhibits with life-size sculptures in the gardens. So if you'd like a personal tour, call 928-204-1765 or visit their website, goldensteinart.com. And finally, if you're resonating with HeartSense, please subscribe or follow us and share it with others. Your voice affects the power of this podcast to create positive change in the world. And if you're interested in supporting HeartSense by becoming a sponsor or partner, I'd love to hear from you. As always, I appreciate your time and support and encourage you to reach out to me and share your feedback and testimonials. It's my hope that these episodes bring more light into your heart and more vision to your life. This is River Ann. Thank you for listening.